Wolf and Luke. Who are you? Uh, okay, then. Ron Wolfley. Ron Wolfley. What is up? <laughs> Witchbuster extraordinaire. Love that guy. Luke Lipinski. Yay. Wolf and Luke. Arizona Sports, the local sports leader. Live from the Auction Community Studios on this Friday morning, it is the Wolf and Luke Show. Wolf, what's up? Oh, how you doing, man? Ready to broadcast on a Friday, of course. We all are, are we not, Bayesianians? It is Friday. Let us indulge. Some craziness going on, too. We're in March. First of all, let's just all let that sink in. The best sports month of the year. I will hear no other candidates. October. October, October is, is, is second. Yeah. But it's there. Yeah, I'm saying October, of course. Not March. Wait, no, October. hold on. I feel like in October, I say October is the best, and I will hear it. Yeah. It, either way, those are the two fact. best. Okay, but the, the two oh, best. there's no doubt about it. Because March doesn't have football, and that's kind of an, an yeah. integral part well, of that's, this. Well, that is kind of big. Uh, but either way, we're into March. March Madness is coming up. we got the Combine is really picked up, and there's some zaniness going on there. But let's start with basketball and the Phoenix Suns beating Houston last night, Wolf. Yeah, you know how, boy, this what a tough game, right? Mm-hmm. This was a tough game. Tougher than it looked like it was going to be in the Suns, first quarter. No doubt about it. The Suns got off to a great start. They actually had a lead, what, 21 points? It was their biggest lead, of course, in the first half. But, man, the Houston Rockets got a lot of respect for these guys. They are a tough, tough team. They don't have a ton of talent, but they got a ton of toughness. Yeah, they uh, they do, and the Suns are going to see them again here in a day. <laughs> Same tomorrow. So there you go. Uh, so th- look, I mean, they have kind of the Suns, a couple of them have kind of referenced it as being like a, a mini playoff series in the sense that three of four games are against the Houston Rockets. That's a little strange. And it, at first, I thought it was just kind of getting brought up because media members were bringing it up to them in questions. But, you know, it, it seems like more and more maybe they are kind of. Just approaching it that way. Just why not? Give it a little bit of a, a test run here. Houston's not going to be in the playoffs, but they are a tough team. Yeah. And you're going to play tough teams in the playoffs. That's exactly right. And once again, what the Houston Rockets did last night, it's a precursor of what the Phoenix Suns are going to see in the postseason. They're actually going to see this in March, as a matter of fact. How much tougher their schedule is going to get and how much tougher it's going to be on them on the defensive end of the floor. Isn't that right, Boston? I mean, this is this is going to be a situation right now where every team that comes out, they know exactly what the Suns tried to address at the trade deadline, don't they? They, they know exactly what they tried to address. You know what they're also going to do? Exploit that. Oh, okay, we know you tried to get more physical and you tried to get tougher and there was a reason why and better on the defensive end of the floor. We understand that right now, and that's exactly what we're going to test that's exactly what we're going to poke and prod. And yet, after all of this, the Phoenix Suns are 21-9 and nine since Christmas Day. That's what I loved right there, because talent, ultimately, talent in the end, right? It's a combination of talent and toughness. But, man, talent in the end won the game last night. Devin Booker really uh, set the tone early. He kind of trailed off in the third quarter. He had 26 in the first half. He just had two in the third quarter. But he finished with 35 points. KD, not a typical KD shooting night, but he'll still get you 24 points. It was a little more... Um, a little more top-heavy last night. It, yeah. it was a lot of Katie and, and Booker uh, scoring. Nurk, Nurk had 16. Nurk is, 
You talk about X factors, and you asked me this the other day, man. I, I really, I know you the other day you were asking outside of the top, like let's say six. But I, as far as X factors, true X factors on the on the Suns, and I, you could put the big three in there too. I think Nurk is the X factor because mm. I know what I'm getting from Booker. I yeah. know what I'm getting from KD. Either Beal's going to play and be good, or he's not going to play. But the X factor, other than health, it really might be Nurk. More times than not. I mean, the guy is uh, a facilitator. Mm-hmm. He's an excellent passer of the basketball. Sometimes he gets a little loose with it. Oh, my goodness. Are you kidding me, Nurk? What are you <laughs> doing? There were some issues, of course, last night. But his physicality is something that the Phoenix Suns need him to do. Dare I say, need him to be. Now, he has got to be that guy. He did. Um he did miss a lot of free throws last night. He ended up in the line 16 times. He talked about that afterwards. I love it, man. I hope they do that every game. 16 free throws, I take it. You know, uh, I, you know, I showed the pass that I'm not really Shaq like tonight. You know, obviously, I was definitely Shaq tonight, but 8 for 16. But um, hopefully they do things in too. You know, you know, I would love that chance to you know, shoot free throws like that. But... Um, no matter what I'm dealing with, or injury I'm not, I have to make these free throws. No excuse. Oh, I just loved how physical the game was overall. Yeah, Forget I, about I, the free you're throws. Gonna you know you're going to love tomorrow's game. You're going to love tomorrow's Everybody hold on to your butt, because here it comes. <laughs> oh, my goodness. Tomorrow is going to be good, isn't it? I don't care where you are right now. At some point in time, you got to get in front of the Matrix. You got to get in front of the television, and you got to watch tomorrow night's game, because it's going to get nasty isn't it wow it's a real unique dynamic because again the schedule is it's kind of a glitch that you would play that much against the same team in basically what eight days nine days houston has nothing to lose and their head coach zemi odoka who likes to just get crazy sometimes they're going to be physical they were last night the suns they have a lot to lose. I mean, you don't want a guy getting like suspended tomorrow, but at the same time, in a weird way, this might be a nice little tune-up test, whatever you want to call it, for this stretch run in the playoffs that are coming up. Because you, I mean, you've been saying for a while you would like to see the Suns toughen up a little bit. Yep. I've always kind of felt like that was going to happen over the course of the season if it was going to happen. But this is certainly a launching point for it to happen, and Houston's providing it. Yeah, there's no doubt. They're, they metaphorically brought the stick out and stuck it right into the eye of the Phoenix Suns, especially coming out after the half. That third quarter and that fourth quarter, you you got to give them an awful lot of credit. On the road, they did not wither. They are... They are a young, aggressive team, and they got a bunch of guys who go out there and they scrap, man. Very tough, scrappy, black and blue team with a bunch of young guns that try hard. <laughs> and you could, I mean, you could see it. Well, this is, this is exactly what's going to happen once the postseason comes rolling around. But I love Nurk last night. Um, he got under the skin of Shangun. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Shangun fouled out. Nurk fouled out. I mean, how often do you see a guy attempt as many free throws as Nurk did, 16, and then also foul out in the game? Uh, but, yeah, Shangun fouled out as well. Jabari Smith almost fouled out in the game. <laughs> like Shangun was... lost his cool yeah. as well. Well, here's uh, Nurk after the game talking about staying calm when a game goes the way it was going. Which is going to be smart. We, you know, obviously we want to protect us, but, uh, you know, we don't want to get a kick out of the game, get technicals. And obviously I learned that he's not who's starting it, but who actually, you know, responding. So, which is kind of, you know, a bad way. But, um, 
you you just gotta be smart enough to not get into too much because you know we can't lose for playoff series in a game like me or KD or whoever. We just gotta be smart and you know not overreact in there. So you know, Wolf, when we when we sat down when we did the media day thing. And the Suns really hooked us up. I think we had we had nine guests. I think six or seven of them were players. Yeah, yeah, including KD. <laughs> including KD. This How is the infamous day when you tried to take KD's phone. KD on camera. What's up, bro? Um, Nurk was was one of the best, and we had a bunch of stuff to ask him then. And if you remember, he sat down early during the break. We talked to him a little bit after the break. Yeah. But, but I asked him what his weight was. You did. <laughs> you did. That was the first thing you asked him on the air. Hey, Nurk, I like you 290. Um, everything he said he was going to be and how enthusiastic he was to play for the Suns, some of that was on the air, off the air. Uh, it's all coming true. If we sat down with Nurk again, I'd have about a billion questions I want to ask him. What, he's, he's becoming be one of the most inter- interesting. He's become one of the most interesting players on this team. Yeah. Because Is your dad really that big? That would probably be number one, actually. <laughs> <laughs> Are you the little one in the family? Did your dad actually whip 14 dudes? <laughs> By himself. I mean, that's Cam Newton stuff right there. <laughs> that's way better than Cam. That's true. Cam only has like oh, four or five. Just yeah. incredible right now. But I love this. This is something that we've been talking about. Nurk, you could just see him as the season has evolved. Don't you see him asserting himself more mm-hmm. physically? Ah. Mm-hmm. Uh, Man, I I really, really love it. And once again, there was a dust-up, a couple of them, but there was a dust-up last night with the Houston Rockets. And we're going to talk more and more and more about this, but Nurk was right there, right in the middle of it, too. All right, we come back over to football. Guess who didn't show up to his scheduled media availability this morning at the Combine? We'll talk about that next. It's Wolf and Luke on Arizona Sports, the local sports leader. The NFL Draft. News on number four. Draft coverage. Live, local, late breaking. All right, well, the, uh, you want the good news or the bad news? Wolf. I think you know. Should be a segment every day. You start with the good or you start with the bad? Always Always start with the bad. Okay, so you and I are on the same page here. Of course. But every time we do this, the bad news isn't going to make any sense without the good. So I'll I'll do it. Bad news first, okay? Yeah. He didn't show up to his media availability. Okay, now do you want the good news? Yeah, what's the good news? Marvin Harrison Jr. is in Indianapolis. He is. Okay, that's good. He just didn't show up to his media availability. He just didn't show up to it. Um, You know, look, does this bother you, Luke? It doesn't. Okay, this this is what I'll say. This is what (laughs) I'm going to say. You are thinking about that. It, It doesn't by itself bother me. Yeah. But this is the first thing that we've heard where it's like, now my antenna's up of like, okay, is something else weird going to happen? Is this going to get weird, I guess is my question. I don't really care that he didn't show up to media availability. I'll be honest, when when we had the story earlier in the week that he wasn't going to do anything at the Combine except meet with teams, yeah. the way that that story was put out there by a bunch of different people, I, I didn't expect him to be at media availability. But clearly everybody who covers this for a living did. So I probably misinterpreted it and just happened to be ultimately right. <laughs> Everybody expected him to be there and he wasn't. So that part kind of concerns me because just do the media availability. I get it. If you don't want to work out, you're the number one receiver in the draft, 
But why aren't you answering questions? Yeah, exactly. I, I don't know. Why, why wouldn't you do that? Is he going to answer qu- uh, questions later? Was it something personal that actually happened where he missed his event? It is just the media, of course, right? And when I say that, I don't mean to attack any members of the media base and audience. I do not. But still, I, I'm listen, I'm not going to hold this against him. The fact he's not working out of the combine and may not have a pro day, that I will hold against him. It it feels like just some clarity here would help. And you and I talked about the fact that he doesn't have an agent, you know, last week and how that might be a smart thing, really, because he's probably going to get paid what he's going to get paid regardless. And I'm not saying he needs an agent. I actually think that probably is a smart way to go. And I'm wondering if we might see some other players in this draft go that way, uh, at least for that first contract. But maybe just some PR or somebody, just somebody say like, hey, look. He's not doing media availability because everybody there thought he was going to do it. And is it going to hurt his draft stock? Absolutely not. Would I still take him at four? Absolutely. I wouldn't think twice. But let's not go down this path where it's getting weird. Because now it's like now we've kind of turned down that path. And it doesn't matter. He might be a top three receiver in the NFL in two years. Nobody's going to care. He missed stupid media day. Exactly right. But it's just how about we start doing like some communication? I I just want to say this as a former professional football player, compete, dog. Compete. What are you afraid of? I, I, you know, I have a player's mentality and I'm always going to have that mentality. And, you know, this sounds like something a suit would say or do. <laughs> and that drives me nuts. Moisten the jock, dude. Go out and compete. I, I, I don't I, do what you're supposed to do. You had a media event. Again, am I going to hold this against him? No, I'm not. I'm still in the danger zone with Marvin Harrison. Well, especially when some of the questions, like, did you see the question Jaden Daniels got asked? What kind of animal would you be if you could be one? Yeah. Like, Marvin Harrison Jr. doesn't have to answer those questions. I think Barbara Walters, Google it, my young crunks, once asked that question as well. Can I just say right now, I just don't understand it. Show up and do your job. Compete. Don't be afraid. You know, I might get hurt. What what are the odds, too, by the way? And I know I'm not talking about him missing his media event. He's not going to get hurt doing that. <laughs> but not. still, the fact that he's not competing, it does bother me. It does. Do you really think it's an injury thing? I, I really took that as I've got nothing to gain and everything to lose, so I'm not going to show up I, and do that, that. I know. I don't want to hear that because that's even worse. That, that's, <laughs> that's, that's even worse. That's true. He, but that, that's what I think I've it is. I've got nothing to show you, nothing to prove whatsoever. <laughs> I can only lose... No, you know what? I want you to see it. I'm going to show it to you right now. Watch this. <laughs> I, I don't know, man. It just, the, the whole manipulation of it all drives me nuts. The orchestration, because guess what? This is the beautiful thing about it. None of the manipulation, none of the orchestration, none of it is going to help you once you step in between those white lines. That, that's, none of it. That's a good way to put it. I don't care that he didn't talk to the media. I really don't. I just, again, I think just maybe clarifying some stuff ahead of time maybe would help. Um, But what you just said is it. And this is not just a Marvin Harrison Jr. thing. Caleb Williams is doing this too. I'm going to control every single thing I can. It's all going to be under my control. That's great. But when you get on the field, you can't control most of this. It's, Caleb it's, Williams. It's chaos here. Let me let me play the uh, the Caleb. Caleb Williams is uh, is not doing the medical testing at the combine. He's there. In fact, he was asking questions. 
So he showed up to Brendan Rice's media day and started asking questions like he was a reporter. But this is uh, Caleb Williams, why he's declining the medical testing. Yeah, so for the medical stuff, I'll be doing the medical stuff, just not here in Indy. I'll be doing it at the team interviews. Um, you know, not 32 teams can draft me. Uh, there's only one of me. Um, and so uh, the teams that I go to for my visit, um, you know, those teams will have the, the medical and, and, and that'll be it. There's only one of me. Isn't that right, mommy? See, this bothers me less because he's going to do medical testing for the teams that he's meeting with. And there's eight teams he's meeting with. He doesn't need to do medical testing for the Chiefs. That's dumb. Look, um, for me, so what? This is what everybody does, Caleb. This is what everybody does, Luke. You're going to be saying that a lot over the next 15 years. Seriously, though, this is what (laughs) everybody does. He doesn't want to be poked and prodded like he was some third-round pick that's hoping to build a career playing football. True. He doesn't want it. The rules apply to you, not me. See, this is, I'm just saying, and I know we've seen this before. Isn't that right, Eli Manning? We have seen this before. The manipulation, the orchestration of everything, every little detail right now. Listen, the rules apply to you, not to me. And if you deny my wishes and disappoint me, I'll allow myself to be consoled by my mother. I'm sorry. Is there any level of this where he's... Attempting to manipulate which team he goes to if he doesn't want to go to the team with the first overall pick or the second overall pick or whatever. It, you know, that to me, through all this, and I understand USC didn't have a great season. He, I think he probably turned some people off over the course of the season with a few different things. The only thing this season that really mattered to me was that story at the start of the year where he was going to decide where he wanted to play or he was going to try and orchestrate that. And, you know, to be fair, it didn't come from Caleb Williams. That was reporting about an interview with his dad from GQ. So I'm still taking a was wait Was this and the see. one where he actually was going to be an owner? Well, he wanted to I, be think, an I think owner. that was part of the he story. Wanted it, that was going to be part <laughs> was, of it. He yes. was going to demand yeah. ownership. Yeah. Of, oh, man. I'm taking a wait-and-see approach with him because I do think he's that good of a prospect. But you just said right there the thing that, that would be – it's just something to be aware of. I, the just, rules don't apply to me. They only apply to you. That's right. That, I, that could be concerning bigger picture. I'm talking uh, from a player's perspective right now, brothers, okay? I, I am. I, I'm, I'm 61, savage, but 61. And yet I still, to this day, I think like a player, and I always will. And uh, I just, okay, buddy, you know what this is called? There is no I in team. All right. Now there is an M and an E. There is me. True. But there is no I in team. Okay. <laughs> Having said that, do your job. Go out and. Are, are you serious? The rules apply to everybody. Correct. I just wonder how that plays in a locker room eventually. Not this. Not this. Because he said so. A couple things on this. There was a story out earlier today that said um, somebody, some league source. I forget who had the story said that this is the first time they can remember somebody showing up to the Combine 
but then not submitting to the medical testing at the combine. Yes. But they did because say. Because he didn't want to be poked and prodded like he was some third round pick. They did say a lot of players have complained about this before. He's just the one that is, uh, is, is going through with not doing it. But ESPN said um, he does plan to submit to medical exams with the teams in which he meets individually during the pre-draft process. I believe that means the teams conduct the medical. Yeah. Not not like it's not like Caleb Williams is like here. I did my own medical. Here's this sheet of paper. Take it for what it's worth. He's in a power position, and it's it's not going to hurt his draft stock. I just the one thing you said in there that stands out to me, Wolf, is like if this is going to be a pattern, what does this look like in three years when he's in the league? Oh yeah, and how does that play with his teammates oh, if yeah. they're not winning? Because here at Globo Gym, we're better than you, <laughs> and we know it. It's such a good movie. I'm, I'm sorry. It just, oh, it just, it does, man. Here, let me play one more cut from Caleb Williams. We're, we're better than you, and we know it. <laughs> that actually because wasn't here the cut. Globo, oh, Jim. That was perfect. Uh, they asked him if he would be excited to play for the Bears. I mean, the Bears are, was an eight and nine team last year, um, I believe, and uh, seven and seven and ten. Sorry, and and um, you know that's that's pretty good for a team that has the first pick. Um, and and they got a good defense. Um, they got good players on offense. Um, and and you know it's, it's pretty exciting. You know if you can go into a situation like that. Yeah, he'd be lucky to play for the Bears as a first round first overall pick and you go to a team that is not the worst team in the NFL this could actually end up working out really well for him because he didn't want to go to a bad team the Bears aren't a bad team they're not a good team but they're not a bad team you don't usually end up on like a league average team when you're the runaway first pick in the draft (laughs) more on Caleb Williams this guy as the season unfolds just for Wolf uh, Wolf, it's Friday. Yeah, I know. Text us your thoughts to the Fandel text line at 620. I gotta loosen up on Caleb. right now. Well, either that or just be ready for 15 years of this. Down the path of Nick Saban. Could the uh, Arizona Diamondbacks offense be even better this season? We'll explain next. It's Wolf and Luke on Arizona Sports, the local sports leader. Hey, it's Gambo. Between Devin Booker, Corbin Carroll, and Kyla Murray, how many championships will be won by the time all three of their careers are done? It's the Burns and Gambo Show, 2-6 to six on Arizona Sports. So all right, spring training baseball tonight for the D-backs in Goodyear against the Reds. 6.05 first pitch for Arizona in, uh, in that one. Ryan Nelson pitched yesterday against the San Francisco Giants. Pitched well. Another three innings, gave up just one run. So now he and Tommy Henry have combined for 10 innings and one run so far this uh, spring. He's competing, isn't he? Uh-huh. Ryan Nelson competing very, very well, man. It's cool to see this. These two guys, of course, great respect for each other, yet they are competing for that number five starter in the rotation right now. And to me, Tommy Henry, I think, is in the lead chair right now. But we'll see. Well, this is, it's basically, I'm, I'm just going to say right now, a three-man race for that number five spot. Throw Slade Sikoni in there, too, who, by the way, is starting tonight uh, in that game. So you've got Tommy Henry, who has thrown five innings, one start. He, he came in in relief the other day, but five innings. He's allowed one hit, no runs, struck out four. Ryan Nelson has made two starts, five innings, one run, but ten strikeouts. And then Slade Sikoni has thrown two innings, hasn't given up a run yet. And he, like I said, he's going to pitch tonight, so he'll probably be up around five innings after tonight. Um, they're not making this easy 
on Tori Lovello, although ultimately that will make it easier on him uh, in the regular season if they're going to pitch like this for sure. Couple, uh couple good quotes from Christian Walker and Geraldo Perdomo yesterday on with Bickley and Murata. I'm going to start with this one from Christian Walker talking about something that you and I have wondered about, why there maybe isn't that much national focus on the Diamondbacks right now. How many times have we mentioned their over-under in Vegas is, is lower than their win total last year? This is what Christian Walker said. The attention has not been on us. Mm-hmm. And even though our success last year, it's still not going to be on us, right? And, you know, we'll, we'll, we'll get fine. that attention. It's, <laughs> it's, it's nothing we're not used to. It's, it's the way it is, you know? It's not like they were... Not like the Dodgers were a low-budget team before this year. No. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? No. Like They added a couple mm-hmm. really good players. And, you know, honestly, to be fair, like, they've earned that right. They're, they're a great organization. They, they dominate. They, they've earned the right to go out and spend that type of money on players. But at the end of the day, it doesn't scare anybody. Yeah, it doesn't scare anybody. I love the fact he threw that in at the end right there. You know what? All we can do is compete against those that line up against us. That's all we could do right here. We can only compete. Focus on my job and what it is that I can do. In the end, you can't control any of that. Is it fair? No, I don't think it's fair whatsoever. Who cares? That's not up to you to decide as a first baseman, as a guy that is actually going to compete at the highest level our species can generate. It really doesn't matter if it's fair, if the rules are fair, because they are once you step inside the lines. Yeah. That's where it's supposed to be fair. That, that is, and that's all you can concern yourself. And that's a great point. It's it's not like the Dodgers hitters get four strikes right. just because they've spent all this money. And now I'm sure if they could buy additional rules in their favor, they would. I'll say this about the Dodgers. For the longest time, like it's not fair that a team can go out and spend $1.2 billion. No. It isn't even. And I, I've hated that since since I first started watching baseball when I was a kid. I hated it when the, like, when the Yankees were doing it. Um, but I'll give the Dodgers credit in this sense of like they do draft well and they develop prospects yes, well. Yes, they have. And so when they when they build these these super teams by trading prospects for like star players, like the, I mean the trade for Mookie Betts was idiotic on Boston's part. But I mean the Dodgers had developed good players and, and traded them. I that doesn't bother me as much as just well we have a problem. Here's a billion dollars to fix it. But what he just said, what Christian Walker just said, is interesting in a weird way. The Dodgers maybe help the Diamondbacks because all the attention is just going to them. Like the Diamondbacks just went to the World Series. They're probably better this year. And yet they can still kind of sneak up on some people potentially because he's right. The focus is just on the Dodgers. Yeah, no, um, I get that. And that's fine. Um, that wouldn't bother me in the least. I like it. I, I Exactly. I would agree with you on that one right there. But this team, I think is definitely so much better. And one of the reasons why the Arizona Diamondbacks are so much better, you can almost hear the confidence, too. When we were out there, you could hear the confidence in a lot of the players that we talked to. You could hear the confidence and feel the vibe that is out there right now. But one of the reasons why, I think, listen, they did an awful lot in the offseason to improve the roster on this team. And, of course... That's going to give you a little bit more confidence when you look at it. I'm just thinking about more power right now. How much more power did they actually bring in the Diamondbacks? Um, Gino Suarez, right? Mm-hmm. Mortis Gurriel Jr. is back. Jock Peterson, of course, you brought him. Corbin Carroll, more than 25 home runs? Are you going to take the over? 
or the under? Oh, look at this. That. Over, under. How about um, that? Well, I always take the over on everything, which is not a good strategy. Okay. But if he stays healthy, I would take the over on that. Hi, Mel, what about you? Over or under? 25 home runs for Corbin Carroll. You'd have to take the over, right? Uh, you've, you've got to take the over. It would feel right weird now. to take the under. It would, it would feel totally weird to take the then under. Then again, right I always say that about everything, no matter what it is. Now, look, he's got to go prove it, right, brothers? Yeah, he's got to go prove it. And you know what's cool about this? Nobody knows that better or more than Corbin Carroll. <laughs> this kid, they, they, the Diamondbacks have struck gold with this young man. And it's because of what lies within so much of the time. Here it goes again. What lies within? Even with a baseball player. Isn't that right, Gracie? Even with a baseball player right now, it's still what lies within that makes the guy great. You know, I was thinking about that the other day when you when you were talking about the differences between football and baseball. And, you know, football, and I would argue hockey and basketball are this way too. Like, if you want something bad enough... In the game, just try harder. It's going to help you. Go harder. In baseball, that could work against you in a game. But it's not going to go against you in the moments leading up to a game. You know, like you can you can go Bingo. harder in terms of training and, and however you approach the game and the amount of time you're going to put into it and the studying opposing pitchers or whatever you want to do. You can take that emotion and put it into your preparation in baseball. Now, I don't know. I You probably don't want to swing harder or try to throw harder like in the game because it's going to it's going to mess you up but your preparation and that's where Corbin Carroll is so good he's coming off of a unanimous rookie of the year season unanimous i mean he was he, <laughs> it's pretty hard to do he's doing Whoa. stuff that the people have only done like two or three times in baseball history and he's out there preparing more intensely than than anybody right now. Yeah, that is the thing that just blows my mind. <laughs> it really is when you when you talk about that. Just what he has done, the fact that he has done some things nobody else has done in baseball. <laughs> How many times did we did we I, see I those stats see, last you, year? You laugh. You start laughing when you say something like that. Uh-huh. Because in the sport of baseball, we're talking about. 155 years, 157. How many years? It's been a while. Um, it's, it's been a, a while. It's been a long, long time. They played some professional baseball, son. Um, I just honestly, right now, you want to manufacture runs? I, I still think the Diamondbacks are going to be capable of manufacturing runs. You want big innings? You want some crooked numbers? I think they're going to be capable of posting some crooked numbers Whoa. with the power they have. We're going to get into the big innings thing a little bit later on in the show because Geraldo Perdomo had some good stuff on that. Uh, when we come back, NFL free agency is much closer than the draft. It's just two weeks away. Which free agents are being linked as fits in Arizona? Oh, I got one that you're not going to like, Wolf. It's uh, Wolf and Luke on Arizona Sports, the local sports leader. Coyotes at the Senators. Pre-game coverage today at 4.30 on ESPN 620 and the Arizona Sports app. All right, Combine's going. Everybody's talking draft. Everybody's focused on the draft. But it's March, Wolf, which means we are 10 days away from legal tampering. Everybody get ready to tamper legally on March 11th. Which means free agency just a couple days after that. It's one of the more brilliant things I would say that Roger Goodell has done. 
Legal I'll, tampering. Allow the legal tampering period. Why are you calling him Roger Goodell now instead of just Raj like you yeah, were yesterday? Well, I, you know, I'm just trying to actually be legit here oh. as I say this okay. because, once again, um, I, I just thought it was really cool that they did that, the legal tampering period. And a lot of people said, "Why would? what are they doing? What do you mean, legal tampering? Well, you know what? They just created a 48-hour window right there where you could make a statement and you could actually grab a headline. It was really an act of brilliance. That's typically what happens, too, right? So the the NFL calendar now, the combine will run through Monday. Then uh, March 5th, so that's Tuesday, that's you have until 4 o'clock New York time to designate franchise or transition players, okay? Then March 11th, which is the following Monday, so like a, a week from this upcoming Monday through the 13th is legal tampering, and then the 13th is actually free agency and the new league year begins. But the 11th and 12th is when you see everybody sign, right? I mean, they don't sign, but they basically sign. So-and-so's going here. So-and-so's going there. Uh, and that's going to be an important stretch for the Arizona Cardinals as well. I just would argue that uh, that the the draft is a bigger deal for Arizona. Yeah, I would also say, too, quickly on the legal tampering, once again, if you were a general manager and you were a player, would it mean something to you if the general manager literally showed up at your front door <laughs> and knocked on your door during the legal tampering period and said, by the way, we want you really, really badly. Can you imagine that? I mean, it's this kind of stuff actually could happen depending on how badly you want that player. Very interesting. All right, let's um let's play another game here, right? Yeah. Okay, I'm gonna throw two names at you from two different sites that essentially wrote a very similar story of okay, we're Free agent fits, basically. Free agent so fits. I'll start with uh, I'll start with ESPN. ESPN went through and they did free agent fits. They did one for each team. Okay, for the Cardinals, and I wouldn't hate this. Josh Allen, not the quarterback, the edge. Out of oh Jackson yeah. Bill. Okay, yeah. Josh, Josh Allen. Allen. <laughs> yeah. Okay. I, I like that right there. Yeah, that'd be great. Seventeen and a half sacks last season. Does that do anything for you? Yeah, that does an awful lot right there. I just don't know a lot about him as a person. You know what I mean? And once again, and we talk about this all the time. I'm sorry. The player, I cannot separate the person from the player or the player from the person. I just cannot do it. So right now, I don't know a ton about him. I haven't watched a ton of film on that. What kind of effort, by way of example, does Josh Allen give you on the edge when he's trying to set that edge? I'm guessing he gives a lot just because he had 17 and a half sacks last season, and he's still not even the most popular Josh Allen in the NFL. Yeah, right. And not only that, too, Basin earnings never forget, teams don't like to give away great players. They don't like to let them just walk out of their organization. There are certain ways that you can keep a guy if you really want to keep a guy and you really think he is all that in a bag of chips. So sometimes, I'm just saying, you've always got to keep that in mind when you evaluate these free agents. All right, so I got another one for you, okay? So ESPN's list was they, they found one for each team, all 32 teams. Okay. NFL.com did one for 15 teams. They, they And the Cardinals are one of the 15 teams. Okay? Oh, they 15 okay. free agents. Okay. Well, how about that? <laughs> the Cardinals are one of them. Look at that, huh? Hey, I'm going to give you a couple. Like, they have Odell Beckham to the Giants. I feel like they already tried that once. Uh <laughs> Saquon. On. They did that on purpose. They right must there. have. They Odell must have. Beckham to the Giants. Um, <laughs> Saquon to the Ravens. 
Let's just put every running back on the Ravens. Oh, wait a minute. Now, Saquon Barkley to the Ravens. Man, I'd like that. Um, let's see. Like Chris Jones to the Texans, although it sounds like he's going to stay in Kansas City. Now, here's the one they have to the Cardinals. Chase Young. He <laughs> <laughs> told me this earlier before the broadcast, and I... Chase Young. Yeah. You're Ask not signing off on that one? No, I, I'm just saying. You know Monty Ossenfort. Mm-hmm. You know JG, <laughs> Jonathan Gannon. They're trying to establish a culture mm. there. Okay. What does that culture look like based on our needs right now? Let's see. We're going to go pay a guy. We're going to back up the Brinks truck because somebody is going to pay him. You watch. Uh, yeah, this when, is going when, to when he plays, and I don't just mean when he's not injured, but when he actually plays, right. he looks like the number two overall pick in the 2020 draft. So we're going to go ahead. We're going to back up the Brinks truck here, based on and we're going to pay a guy who doesn't try on every play. Hmm. Hmm. You get a refund? Let me see. It's You know what? There have been some players, I'm just saying, there have been some players that were here last year that are no longer here because they didn't play on every play a lot of the time. Mm-hmm. And their attitude wasn't correct. It wasn't what they wanted inside that locker room. Chase Young, for the most part, I have no idea what he's like as a man, as a person. I can just tell you right now, watching him play... No, thank you. Yeah, the fact that the commanders, I mean, the commanders were kind of going into rebuild mode, but that's a guy they took with the second overall pick at the time, three years earlier. And they moved him, and they moved Montez Sweat. And Montez Sweat was a hit in Chicago. And Chase Young, when he went to the Super Bowl, but that knock on him has been pretty consistent that he takes plays off, not when he's hurt, but like when he's actually on the field, he takes plays off. I would rather have a guy that's hurt Sometime. And Chase Young's been hurt, too. But I would rather have the, the player where maybe I don't know when I'm going to have him, but when he's out there, give me the Bradley Beal. Yeah. Right? At least I know when he's playing, he's playing. Yeah. I just don't know how often he's going to play. But when he's in the lineup, I know what I'm getting. I honestly, right now, I know Chase Young. How many sacks did he have last year? Do you happen to know that? Do you got that in front of you? I, I, don't, I really know, don't know, but I can find out. But I can tell you right now, it, I don't care if he had 28 sacks last Seven year. Seven and a half. Two and a half with uh, San Francisco, five with Washington. Because the the... The players inside that locker room, they know. You can see it on tape when you watch Chase Young play. You can see it on tape. He, he's not trying. <laughs> what kind of damage can that do inside a locker room? Ask yourself that question right now. What kind of damage can that well, do this a sounds lot? familiar. <laughs> and something we've talked about in a different sport before. It's it's just something you cannot tolerate and will not be tolerated here with the Arizona Cardinals. The fact that somebody said Chase Young to the Arizona Cardinals, <laughs> laughable. I thought he was going to be really good when he got drafted. And his first year, he I mean, he was pretty good. Seven and a half sacks. He was you could just you could see him on the field, like making an impact. Then he got hurt. Incredibly talented. And you can't you can't blame a guy for getting hurt, but you can blame a guy for taking plays off. And that's not just you saying that. That's his it's, reputation. It's not even so much taking plays off as you can watch him on tape. Some plays, basically, he's not trying. Literally just looking at him someplace. There were some famous plays late in the season. Oh, uh, yeah. Where they, he was not trying. He was allowing himself to be blocked by a wide receiver over and over and over again. 
Dude. That's got to be like, <laughs> just the way you said wide receiver. If you're playing the position Chase Young plays. Toss crack. You get a wide receiver who cracks on the edge. You pull the tackle around. You pitch the ball out. Here we go. Yeah. Listen, try Wolves. Playbook for dummies. Toss crack. Wow. A pitch suite to the running back where bunch formations are used as down blocks and offensive linemen pull and block the edge. I did not think you were going to have one for toss crack. Just love the fact Mal read that with authority. <laughs> yeah. And like, then slammed the The button. best thing about the way you read those, Aaron, was it was like, and don't ask me again. Like, I'm going to tell you <laughs> once, but don't ask me a second time. The book has closed. Yes. Boy, look, um, there's Chase Young out there. How much is Chase Young making? How much did the San Francisco 49ers pay Chase Well, that's the best. Like A team like San Francisco, really only San Francisco, is the best place for him because if he takes plays off, somebody else will cover for him. (laughs) I know. Man, can you imagine how disappointing that had to be? Yes, it's one of the reasons why I think Steve Wilkes is no longer there as well. Well, that's uh, you can only do so much with your with the player. Um, when we come back over to basketball, Devin Booker set the tone early against the Rockets last night. Was he the key in the bounce back win over Houston? It's Wolf and Luke on Arizona Sports, the local sports leader.